Emily, are you with us from the car? From the car. Sorry. Beautiful. Excellent. I love it. I love it. Okay. Modern technology. It's amazing. Children, children must be silent. Keeper, <laughs> go to the back seat, please. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. This is real life, oh and I love it. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so, so, so much for being willing to join me today on my lovely little podcast. Um, I'd like to introduce Emily Dodds McKinney. And are you in Kentucky? Is that where you're joining us from? No, we moved to Texas. Oh, Texas. Yeah. We so were she's joining Indiana. us from Texas. Yeah, we were in Indiana um, for a year. And then I asked my husband if we could move. <laughs> You're like, this so isn't working for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Texas, I drove through Texas for what felt like days and days on the move out here. It is a huge state, but it is beautiful. And so I hope you're loving it there. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Good. Good. And then I'm also joined by Jen Simmons. And you're still in Pocatello, Idaho, I'm assuming. Oh, yes, still in Pocatello, Idaho. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you guys could join us from those places today. And I'm, again, so grateful for modern technology that I'm able to do these shows with guests from all over the place, from all over the place and get to have conversations, even though we're far away. I would love for you guys each to take a minute and give me three random facts about yourself. Probably not related to <laughs> exercise, just some three good juicy random facts. And then... I would love for you to take some time to tell me what makes you an expert or passionate about the topic, which our topic today is endorphins make you happy. Uh, it is exercise and using exercise to to add happiness into your life. So go ahead. I don't care who goes first. Tell me three random juicy facts about yourself and then tell me what makes you an expert or passionate about this topic. Okay, I'll go oh. first. I got juicy stuff. Good. Um, <laughs> Okay, random fact number one, I'm the 10th of 12 children. It's awesome. I love having a big family. Number <laughs> two, um, I am actually a pretty darn good roller skater, ice skater. Wow. Because, because I did the show Xanadu once and we had to learn how to sing and dance in roller skates. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be the best at this. And I am. <laughs> Um, nice. Random juicy fact about me is in 2007, I went rappelling at Anglestead Canyon in Utah. And the first rappel is like 300 feet or so. My brother had Ooh. these really skinny Kevlar ropes, and we only used one. And so when I started rappelling, it went, it started going really fast, so fast that it started burning through my gloves. And oh. I fell. I fell for about 80 feet before <gasps> the rope got stuck in my shirt and my figure eight device slowed me down 20 feet from the bottom and saved my life. Crazy um, just so you know, story. I am deathly afraid of heights, and that story just about made me poop myself just sitting right here. Just so you um, know. <laughs> yeah, it just about killed me. I had a scar on my finger for where it burned through my gloves. Oh, that's terrifying. Okay, and then, then your other question is, what makes me stupid passionate about fitness? Yeah, that's <laughs> that what it was? Okay. Mm -hmm. 
I'm stupid passionate about fitness because when I teach a class, I have all sorts of people walk into my door. And what's so awesome is they're coming in a body that they're probably trying to change that they may not like. They're coming into a class that maybe they've never taken before. So they are, you know, they're going to get thrown something that they've never done before or that they may not be good, very good at. They're in front of people and they're going to be tested to their physical abilities and they're going to be showing weakness. And when you get into a group like that and you feel that vulnerability, but people lean into that pressure anyways, there's this energy that you cannot create anywhere else. And you see the success on everybody's Mm -hmm. faces and you feel the competition with other people and you hear the music and you're moving together and you just have those moments. It gives me a high and I do it over and over and over again. It's the best feeling ever. And I just love, I love being able to watch people grow from that vulnerable space and doing it together just makes it so much better. The end. I love that. I love that. I've never thought about how vulnerable yeah. you are when you go into an exercise class, but you really are. Yep. It's true. true. Very true. Well, Jen, bring your knowledge because well, I know hello. you have lots of good wisdom nuggets, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see the three little juicy, weird things about me. I am afraid of sharks. And I think that originated um, from the movie Jaws. So <laughs> very scared of sharks. Uh, don't know why, but I think that's what happened. And then let's see. Number two, I don't like when people touch my face. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's the weirdest thing. Like even if you were remotely close, like I turn into a ninja and it's just, <laughs> hi don't, I don't even, if it's my mom or my kids and I feel really bad, but it's like a reflex. So don't really love that. And then let's see, I am in love, like a perfect afternoon for me would be um, cozy blanket, like a Costco blanket and tacos oh, and, tacos. you know, 2020 on the TV. Like yeah. that is a beautiful afternoon for me. So very good random, information, but there, <laughs> there you go. And I love it. Let's see. Um, I think what makes me passionate and it's so, and I love, love, love what she said. It's so true. And it just goes to show you like, you know, the difference that she, and I think other fitness professionals really want to make in this world and offer that awesome, empowering space for people. Um, but I think my passion has changed throughout the years. I think it evolves like as you experience different things. And right now my passion is to, um, empower people to have freedom in their lives, whether it means, you know, for them, freedom to move how they want to move, freedom to do the things they want to do, to just live the life they want to live. And it means different things to different people. And we do have the tools as fitness professionals to help them help everybody because health is one thing that unites everybody. We all need good health. We all want good health. We all can benefit from good health. And so um, as fitness professionals, having the tools to do that, I really feel a responsibility and my passion is to allow, like to give that and um, those tools to other people to let them live the lives they want to live with mm, a, the that. least amount of limitations as possible. You know, um, your health is just priceless. And I just, I love that we can give that to other people. 
I love that. That really resonates with me personally, too, being a bariatric patient who is, you know, lost over 100 pounds, who is trying to continue this journey of health, like strictly because I want to be healthier. I want to have that movement. I want to have that freedom. So that really, that resonates with me. Um, And the reason I chose this topic for my first week of the podcast, my first official week, the big drop was because we're just coming into February. We're just getting to the point in the year when people start like giving up on those New Year's resolutions they made. Um, it's like 100%. historically, this is when they get dropped. But I want people to know that exercise, endorphins, this is like a lifetime thing. This is something that can benefit you all the time. And I want to talk about the benefits of that. And I forgot to have you guys tell what you do. What do you do? Like, why did I choose you to talk to my listeners about exercise and endorphins? Why did you choose us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm really like, I do love everything. Huh? Um, I teach a million classes. Um, or at least I used to, that's actually a really fun question. Um, when I was in Idaho, I taught, um, a lot of Les Mills classes, body pump, body combat, Mm -hmm. body jam, body flow, which is now called body balance, um, silver sneakers, water aerobics i did shine dance fitness for a long while and then um i went and got my personal training um certification and then we moved to indiana and everything fell apart and Uh i couldn't teach any of my les mills classes and fitness is completely different over there we could talk about that forever but i tried everything then i started trying to make up my own programs and i came up with i by the way i need to tell you about my broadway fitness class that i created yeah i totally made up a broadway class and i'm working on a tap one it's like working out broadway like it's awesome so that is why you chose me because it doesn't matter what happens i will find a way to move because yes. it is life. And I love what you were saying about just like um, everybody giving up on their New Year's resolutions in February and all these things. And it's like, no, we don't just give up. This is the life that we need to have. This is what's going to add to our life and make us feel more vibrant, more alive. And so it's about adopting new patterns of thought, adopting new ways of living changing your lifestyle completely making the time for it so that you can be this newer better version of yourself and i think i just yeah that's what that's why i do fitness that's why i love it that's why i do all of the different things because it makes me feel vibrant and alive yes perfect and also i chose you emily because emily and i go clear back to like the year before high school like we go clear back and i know we're little kitties yeah and i knew you um as someone who always brought and you go by like energizer m i think on social media which i love because you always brought the energy the pot and i know you went through some tough some tough stuff and i know people were not always so kind to you when we were younger but you kind of had besides just like 
stage and drama, which I also love. I'm a big thespian myself, but you also brought a lot of uh, just energy and like positivity to everything. You were always energetic and happy and positive and you that exercise it just really i don't know to me it made you such a lovable human because you had so much positivity and energy to give mm, and thank then you Jen, so much you oh. were nice you were really <laughs> nice <laughs> good that's something that i value is kindness like that's probably my number one value is kindness jen and i met clear back in college and yes. I'll admit to you right now, even though I know the importance of exercise and when I do do exercise and, you know, get myself out there, I feel so vulnerable, but it does bring me a lot of fulfillment and happiness. One of the best classes I ever took was the Lay Mills body pump. And I did that intensely. And then I hurt my yeah. neck and got out of it. And oh, anyway, but Jen and I met in college. This is before she even became roommates with my cousin. We were so I met in college because I was like, <laughs> I need to do something. I need to have, you know, movement in my life. I need to have exercise in my life. In high school, I played basketball. So I had some regular exercise and whatnot, but I got to college and needed some. And I found a cardio hip hop class that Jen was Ooh. teaching on our campus. And I loved it. I loved cardio hip hop. Loved it. So loved fun. it. Loved it. I wish I could still take it right now. But that's how I so originally fun. met Jen was through cardio hip hop. And then she became roommates with my cousin. And then <laughs> years later, her sweet little kiddos, who I love so much, ended up getting involved with, in theater with my kiddos. And, mm -hmm. oh, we love we love your babies. Oh, and we love your babies oh. so much. <laughs> yep, that's how we met. And that's so crazy to think back at things. It feels like a whole nother, like, life. It really does. But that class was so much fun and it brought so many people together, different walks of life, different ages, different stages. And um, that's, and that's one thing fitness can do. It can bring everyone together for that common goal and that experience. But um, yeah, I'm just honored you chose me, honestly, like uh, fitness and health is kind of one in the same for me, like, as far as you think of of Jen, like that's what I stand for. And that's what I've tried to build and um, just been in this for about 20 years now. I started when I was 18 as a instructor and taught all sorts of classes. I went to school to become a PTA. So I was a physical therapy assistant for years. And just one day I was talking to one of my friends and she, I told her like, this isn't what I really want to do as far as career. I would, she's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I'd love to own my own gym and just like run things the way I would love to run things, you know? And she said, she goes, then do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we got on the path to that and um, you, you had to make some hard choices, but currently now I have driven fitness here in Pocatello, Idaho. It's a boutique gym. We run boot camps. I guess not anymore. I changed the structure, but that's how we started. It was with boot camps. Um, we do traditional lifting, we do hit, we do small group trainings, larger group trainings, personal trainings, and um, it's just a wonderful community. I love seeing people walk through those doors and just, you can tell it's like their hour, their happy place, their time to spend on themselves and just feel strong. And then when they leave, they're on this high and, you know, just, it's a wonderful feeling. And I'm so thankful that I get to do that for my job. So um, been in it for quite a while and, and hopefully have a few tidbits of information that will resonate with someone out there and 
I'm just happy to be here. So thank you, Jordan. Oh, yes. Thank you guys both so, so much for giving me just a little bit of your time. I appreciate it. Um, my biggest hurdle when it comes to exercise is one that you brought up. Um, group exercise classes, those are what have always been the most effective for me. And it's funny because I feel so vulnerable about, like, when I go to the gym, gym, I have a hard time because I feel so awkward, like, running in front of people or it's like my daughter Hadley she wants to work out more but every time she go to the gym she's like oh I want to lift weights but I don't know what I'm doing and I feel stupid in front of all those like beefcake boys or whatever you know <laughs> and it's it uh there, like there has to be how do you get over that how do you get over that fear how do you get over that feeling like I'm not good enough to be here like how do you get over that Oh my gosh. Sometimes I work, I have, sometimes I have the same feelings, you know, we just have hard time. We're just hard on ourselves. And I think sometimes like, sometimes it just takes time to learn how to kind of exchange the expectations we have of ourselves for just, just appreciating our bodies for what, what they are capable of doing and just and loving on ourselves that way. You know what I mean? Just kind of slowly changing the mindset. And I think that happens with just repetition, right? Because yeah, I mean, totally. we get to where we are by like the way we think about ourselves and the way we treat ourselves over a long period of time. And so I'm glad that you love to go to the group fitness classes because getting over that hurdle, especially the very first one, is a really big deal and you should be applauded yes. for that like Amen. like a hundred percent because you know once you get past that first class you can start getting to know people because everybody has a story and everybody has vulnerabilities and it doesn't matter how old how young how fit it does not matter and when then all of a sudden everybody becomes just human yeah, And I don't know, I just feel like I've watched people just build each other up and then it's no longer about what's on the outside appearance. It's more about just how you are feeling. And I don't know, I think it just takes time though. And just working that mindset. Sometimes you just have to go. You just have to yes. keep going. Like there are times like when I used to I honestly, I used to cry on my way to the gym sometimes, even just as an instructor, getting, getting okay. super honest and vulnerable right here. I remember like, I was so concerned that I wasn't good enough because I, I was worried that I wasn't going to have people come to my class and all these different things. And I was worried about what they thought about me as a person and da, 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 da. And I just cried myself to class for such a long time. And I eventually like had to just tell myself, Emily. It's not always about you. It's not always about what people are thinking. Like you just have to go and enjoy this. And just like, it's such a blessing that there's a space, there's a speaker and you're allowed to dance or you're allowed to work out. And there's gonna be people who wanna do it with you. This is awesome. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know, I just had to slowly change my mindset and get over that. You know, sometimes you take a few big breaths and you just walk in and you just go and you just yep. keep going because we're searching for something that goes deeper than the surface of just like 
those insecurities that we all carry around. Yeah, yeah. I think as humans, we all have a little bit of like ego egocentricity going on like all the time. Like I think it's just a natural thing that everybody has. So like we think that everyone's watching me, everyone's noticing me, but really everybody's in their own head about the most. So, like so everybody's thinking the same thing, like, ooh, who's watching me? Like uh, you know, they're all right, they're all right. they're all just stuck on themselves. Nobody's stuck on me. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so, yes. super self-conscious, you know, but like what she was saying about mindset, it truly is everything. And I think we hear those phrases all the time, like you are what you think. And, you know, and it's so true though. That's the thing. If you think, if you keep focusing on the fact that you're scared, that you're nervous, that you're going to continue to be scared and nervous. But if you can sit there and you can tell yourself, okay, I'm brave. I can do this. I can step foot into that gym. Okay. Those little things, they do add up and they'll help give you that courage to take that step because guess what? That fear is not going to go anywhere. So sometimes, like she was saying, you just got to do it anyway. You got to do it scared and it's going to build that confidence in yourself and it's going to build that courage and that bravery. They're like muscles. We got to work them out. We got to work those things out to help build them. If you don't ever exercise courage or strength or bravery, how can you expect to, to build those things? Right. But, mm -hmm. um, what you were saying, like, okay, how can we, how can we get over that? Right. I have a couple ideas for people out there. If you're scared to get into the group fitness scene, or even if you're just scared to go to the gym, I would just encourage you guys to sit down and write down your whys. Like, why, what are your goals? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to get healthy? Why do you want to get stronger? What are those things? And guess what? No one else in that gym matters as much as your why does. Who cares what Mr. Joe Schmo on the press machine thinks about you? Who cares? Because you have your why. You know why you're there. And that why should be stronger than anyone else's opinion of you, right? And again, that's going to take some courage. That's going to take some bravery. But you can do it. And you just got to keep telling yourself that you can do it. And I think that's one thing that group fitness that's one huge strength of group fitness because I guarantee you when you walk in that room, and this is one thing I really pride myself on at Driven, is we have amazing, amazing members there. And they were all beginners once, every single one of them. They all had to step in foot, foot into a gym for the first time at some point or another. So they, believe me, when they look at you, they're not judging. They're not being like, oh my gosh, look at her squat. Like they're thinking like, good for you. You can do this. Keep going. Let's go. And I see it all the time in my group fitness classes, them reaching out to each other. Hey, you've got this. Hey, good job. Oh man. You know, that was hard. I'm with, I'm right there with you. And I think that's the power of group fitness too, is that, yeah, sometimes it's hard to get in there with people, but I tell you what, that community of support and encouragement can really take you to that next level and keep you coming back for more. But um, that would be my suggestions is just think about your why. You're not there for anybody but yourself. And that's why you're going, right? To build that health, to build your fitness level, to build those strengths and to attack those goals in your life. And only you can make that happen. And so you can do it and build that bravery, build that courage, say those nice things to yourself. I can do this, I'm strong enough. I'm worthy. I am, you know, I can hit my wise. Yes. I love that. It's reminding me of some, 
stuff I used to have up in my classroom, I always had this sign on my desk that says, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you, yes. you know, and I loved yes. it. And I still have it packed away in storage because if I start teaching again, that's going right back yep. up where it was. If it doesn't oh. challenge you, it doesn't change you. And I tell this to my girls all the time. Also, fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. Mm -hmm. I always had that somewhere in my classroom. Fear is a liar. Like, don't let yeah. it tell you that you can't do this or that the ugly things that our inner monologue likes to tell us. Don't listen to it. It's a liar, you know? Yep. 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 It certainly is. 100%. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I saw another quote the other day that I loved. It's kind of along the same lines as that change one. Um, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Also, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. Right? If you don't make some changes, nothing's going to change. Nothing changes. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. Uh, so, so, so true. And a lot of people going back to my being a bariatric patient, I don't want that to be what this podcast is all about, but it reminds me that a lot of people go into that thinking I'm going to make this big change and I'm going to, you know, lose all this weight, whatever. And they think that all they need to do is have surgery and then they're going to be smooth sailing, but that's not true either. Like if it doesn't change, it doesn't, you know, you're still going to have to learn how to exercise. You're still going to learn how to make yes. that a regular part of your your routine, you're going to have to learn how to make healthier choices mm -hmm. in eating. And a lot of people who end up that I associate with who end up having this surgery, they suffer from binge eating disorder. So like you're yeah. eating your emotions, you find yourself binge eating, you know, in these weird situations and uh, like, I'll lose a ton of weight. And then I find myself binge eating. It's like, I have to put my security blanket back on or something. Like mm -hmm. if nobody likes me because I'm chubby, then it's because I'm chubby. But if nobody likes me because I'm just me, then it's me. And so it's scary. Mm -hmm. And so I have to overcome mm -hmm. that. You have to overcome that hurdle hurdle. You have to change that thinking. You have to change those eating patterns. You have to start exercising. You have to start making movement a part of your daily, your, you know, your routine, who mm -hmm. you are. If you want yes. to make change that's lasting, if you want to keep making change. Mm, yep. Um, Bang, spitting some truth there, Jordan. Heck yes, girl. That is the truth. All it right. takes a long time. I I just think like their mental muscles, just like um Jen, right? I'm getting yep. your name yep. right. Just like Jen yeah. said, like we're building mental muscles, and I think. I think we get down on ourselves like, oh, it's February and I quit going to the gym or, oh no, I wasn't able to keep my, I wasn't able to keep my goals straight and I already gave up. I'm a horrible person. But the thing is we're talking about, you know, we're all in our thirties, right? We've had 30 years to build these really strong behavioral brain synapses. Okay. So if we want to make a change, we're fighting against, against 30 years or so of patterns of thought and brain synapses and all these things. And so, so yeah, it's going to be really, really hard to create those new habits, those new eating habits. Of course, when we're feeling emotional, if we've always eaten when we're feeling emotional, we're going to do that. And so being able to create new habits takes a really long time and lots of repetition. And my husband, he's dealt with weight issues, our whole marriage, and it's caused, it's caused other health issues. You know, it just, it affects everything, your mood and all of the things. Right. And mm -hmm. he has finally, we've finally gotten all the pieces together because we can be so hard on ourselves. Like, 
I'm not exercising. That's why I'm not losing weight. Well, I am exercising, but I'm still not losing weight. Well, I need to be eating better. Well, I am eating really well. Why am I not losing weight? Well, well, I'm not getting my sleep. Well, I got to figure this out. Oh, my hormones. Like there are all these pieces that we've been trying to figure it out. And we've finally like gotten a lot of these pieces figured out, but we real he realized like, you know what? I just, I need to have some accountability and structure to be able to change this habit. And it takes a lot of humility and honesty to actually reach out and use every single resource you have available to yourself. Craig made it for him. Mm -hmm. He needed a chart and he needed to like have all the rules laid out and he needed a stupid reward, like a PS five, something tangible <laughs> that he could see that he knew like, awesome. he knew that if I, if I keep to my commitments, I'm going to have this and I've wanted to have it since we were married, but Emily wouldn't let me have it, you know, and I agreed <laughs> to it and he may have wanted to prove me wrong because I didn't think he could go six months without having sugar, but he proved me wrong. And, you know, oh, wow. like, it was just like, <laughs> he really took it seriously. And when I gave it to him after six months, I made him make me another chart because I was like, listen, you have had these patterns of behavior for years and years and years. You're just because you've lost the weight and you've succeeded doesn't mean, okay, now I think differently. Now I'm a different person. It's like, no, it's going to take a lot longer. So he made another, he made another chart. He has another stu stupid reward, you know, that he can like have along the way. And it's, I have to know really what the reward well is. What's the new yeah, reward? What's the new uh, reward? The new reward. He wants a wood planer. They're pretty big. Re they're pretty big rewards, you know, like, I've like a wood planer, like a woodworking. Yeah. He's a carpenter. That's pretty sweet. To do carpentry. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cute. sweet. <laughs> oh yeah but like it's a lot it's just a really long process and there's a lot more pieces to the pie than what is typical like working out and eating right and so yeah. like the key is to just go okay well I got off the horse but the point is like I'm going to continue to point myself in the right direction and I'm just going to keep getting these pieces together and I'm going to keep doing the things and if you get back on the horse awesome you're just going to continue to go in the right direction you know there's yes. nobody Amen. with a stopwatch telling you how long it should take right yeah yep yep absolutely and if i could piggyback on the back of this that's when she's saying there's so many pieces to the puzzle there there truly is and i think a lot of society has focused on okay you got to work out and you got to eat well well, what she had mentioned, well, we got to sleep. Oh, and we got to get our stress under control. I mean, there's so many pieces to the puzzle. And I'd like to put out there that you don't have to be a 10 out of 10 at each of those pieces of puzzles to make any gains. You can be a 5 out of 10 on all of those pieces of the puzzle and still make gains. Okay, as long as you're progressing and getting a little bit better each day for you, you're going to make changes. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be full throttle. You can start where you are and just work on moving the needle, move the needle a little bit in each area of those, um, you know, aspects of health. That's all you're looking to do. And um, 
Also, another thing I've been thinking about that's as we were talking is, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, oh, well, I fell off the wagon. Oh, well, I got off. Well, there is no wagon, guys. There is there is nothing to fall off on. You are not off. You did not fail if you had a donut for breakfast. You're not off of anything. You had a donut for breakfast. And I hope you enjoyed every single bite of that yummy, delicious donut. Because guess what? That doesn't mean and it doesn't predetermine that the rest of your day is going to be trash. It doesn't. You enjoy that donut. You had that moment. Okay, cool. Moving on to the next part of the day, right? Perfection doesn't exist. Progress. That's what we're aiming for. And again, you don't have to be a 10 out of 10 to make progress. You really don't, guys. Just a little better, a little bit better. Move the needle. Move that little needle. I love it. That just goes right back to living in the moment, too, because a lot of the time is like the human condition that we have such a hard time living in the past or living in the pre or in the future. You know, we if we can't just if we can't live in the moment, we're not going to ever be happy. And yeah. exercise helps you live in the moment, actually. Um, yes. One of the nice things about it is that uh, I've been, I looked up some research. I always like to have a little bit of research on my hands when I do mm -hmm. these, but I looked up some research on it. And one of my favorite quotes from an article I read was from the mayoclinic.org. And it was called exercise and stress, get moving to manage stress. And it said, it's meditation in motion. When it talked about mm. exercise, it said it's meditation mm. in motion. Oh, I love that. Mm. I love that because meditation is so, so powerful for our mental health. Exercise yeah. is meditation in motion. Like it helps yes. you be present. I mean, it does a lot of really good things for you, but it helps you be present. Uh, my quote, my guiding quote for this podcast, for this episode, I always like to have one or two guiding quotes, but my guiding quote, um, first thing that popped into my mind, and this is because I'm a theater nerd and I love theater, was endorphins make you happy from the movie that became the musical Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde. Yes. <laughs> Love, love, love. I actually assistant directed that show at the Palace Theater in Pocatello. And it was phenomenal. Love, love that show. But I love this endorphins make you happy quote. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't kill their husbands. <laughs> they just don't. They just don't. They just don't. <laughs> and, uh, and so I looked up this endorphins and their properties as, you know, making you happy. Like what, what, what's the actual science behind this? What do they do? And some stuff that health.harvard.edu had said that endorphins are the body's natural painkillers. Endorphins mm -hmm. are released by the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland in response to pain or stress. This group of peptide hormones both relieves pain and creates a general feeling of well-being. Um, it talks about the history of what their name means, and I we don't need to know that. But <laughs> about 20 different types of endorphins exist. If, I mean, if you want to know that, go read the article on, on health.harvard.edu. Endorphins, the brain's natural painkiller reliever. Mm -hmm. There's good information. But 20 different endorphins exist. The best studied of this is beta endorphin, which is the one associated with the runner's higher exercise. Not just runner, but exercise high. Um, we also release endorphins when we laugh, fall in love, have sex, or even eat a delicious meal. All of these different things can release endorphins. But the number one thing that they referred to was the runner's high or the exercise high. And some other ways you can increase your body's endorphin. Number one listed was exercise. Uh, acupuncture, which I did have one time. It was mm -hmm. a weird experience. <laughs> uh, meditation, sex, playing music, laughter, and ultraviolet light, just getting outside. Um, all of these were great, but I love that exercise was listed first. It just, it kind of drives home that importance of, ooh, there's some good, like we can, 
Absolutely. We can use exercise. It doesn't just do our body good, but it helps us manage our stress. It helps us manage our mood, introducing that into our lives. And a lot of us could use that. There's a lot of people that feel sad. There's a lot of people that just feel stuck and go. I want to tell you a story, Jordan. The reason why we moved out of Indiana (laughs) is because we were so sad. Um, We were in Northern Indiana and we had the lake effect. And so we never saw the sun. It was gray. It was cold and it was wet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I had the hardest time there. Um, Fitness was completely different. I couldn't teach any of my formats that I knew hundreds of hours of choreography to. And I tried so hard to like get people to move. And I just really, I remember just feeling the culture and the vibe is very different. It's not bad, but it's different. And people take a really long time. They're very conservative and very Did we lose you? We may have lost you. Emily's on her phone, so. Nobody would take Uh-oh. a risk. Oh, can you not hear me? Uh, she's back. <laughs> oh, it was breaking oh, up I'm for a sorry. minute. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm driving around. But basically what I'm saying is when I was out there, I just it was just a really cold place. And um, culture is also very, not very friendly. Um, and there's no way they're going to walk into a class if they if they don't know you or somebody knows you and them and there's some kind of connection from elementary school. It was very, very hard for me. Um, I went through some emotional health programs for myself, but I will tell you this, like there was this drive for me to make fitness work. I had to have it. And it was the one thing that helped me make it through that year. It was the one thing. I didn't have any classes that I could go to. I was having a hard time getting people to come. I used to teach in the, in the, um, at the park. I'd show up, I'd set up my speakers and I was working with Parks and Rec and no one would come. <laughs> no. Nobody. And I was just like, you know what? I don't care. I have to do this for myself. And I, you know, that's, that's where my Broadway fitness came from. Cause it just makes me happy. And by the way, like you don't have to exercise to, you know, just to make up for what you ate or whatever, go do something that's fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like you'll get endorphins, whatever you do, but if you hate running, don't run, like go mm-hmm. do something that makes you so happy. And so things didn't work out the way I wanted them to. And sometimes there was a workout that just wasn't, you know, exactly what I wanted to do, but I had to do it. Like, I just knew that if I didn't have that, it was going to drag me down. And so like super grateful for that year because like taking away, like all of the scaffolding of what my life was just helped me realize, you know what, this is what I love. This is what I need to survive. Thank mm-hmm. goodness we got out of the darkness and the coldness and we're, mm-hmm. we're in Texas is very different and a little more friendly, but like I went on a really long tangent. I'm sorry. But oh, just that's like, fine. It was just, 
the saddest place. And I just felt like the one thing that was going to get me through like that horrible place and that horrible time in my life was working on my Broadway fit and, and working on my, I love that, you know, formats that I thought I'd make up and put online and maybe somebody would do it. You know, I was like, if they're not brave enough to come to a class, maybe they could take it online. You know what I mean? Love it. And I need to introduce my daughter to that Broadway one because she, we all love Broadway, but I think she'd really thrive with that. Okay. So I'm going to ask Jen yeah. a question because you kind of just answered this question for me. Mm. When have you grown the most in your life, Jen? And what caused that growth? Oh my goodness. Woo. That's a loaded question there, Jordan. That's so a big one. I, and it's so funny because I was actually, while she was talking, I was just thinking about a few things and it kind of goes in line with your question. I was like, you know what? Sometimes we have to experience that darkness. Um, and, and then it really reveals what's important to you. It really reveals what you need and what you need personally as your own unique person, not serving anybody else. Um, so I would say there's been a few times in my life, but I've, I've really had to grow and I'm actually going through a growth process right now that I can really appreciate. But I would say, you know, back in 2015, that's when I started driven. And I was going through some really tough things and, um, you know, career wise, personal wise, all the things. And I really used building driven as kind of a therapeutic thing. I turned a lot of the pain that I was feeling into that. I put my pain into a project that I was working on and it turned into this beautiful thing that is now driven. Um, and it's allowed me a space to go be what I love being. And that's, um, you know, someone that's helping others and serving others and helping others reach goals. And um, it, it wasn't easy by any means, you know, but oh, I tell you what, going through those dark times in your life, I really think you have to get that low to realize what you are meant to do or your brilliance or have that shine through. And I know that I couldn't have built driven if everything in my life was hunky dory, you know, it just wouldn't have come. It wouldn't have come that way. So I would say back then that's, that's a, it was a, a turning point in my life for sure. And it was because I was going through hard stuff, but I decided, and I had to make the conscious choice to turn that into something and to put my energy towards something that I felt was a positive um, production, you know, um, somewhere to put my energy. And I am so, so, so thankful for that. But yeah, sometimes you really do have to go through hard times, dark times to realize what's important to you, what you need to do and to have those light bulb moments that hit you. And that's kind of what happened in, to me in that area. Awesome. I love it. I love that you have to be in the dark to, you know, fully unlock who you are and your potential and like, come out of it. I do love that. And that happened for me, hundred percent darkest time in my mm -hmm. life. And I've come out on the other side of it and I'm just a whole new person and well, the same person, but you yeah, know, yeah. so much growth and it's good. Um, I have a kind of a less heavy question for both of you. I want you each to share your most embarrassing exercise moment of your life so far. Oh my goodness. I got to think on this one. Cause I've, I know I've had plenty. <laughs> I don't get embarrassed. 
that's true. This is actually I true. Know, I've known you for a long time. <laughs> I do have a funny story. Let's see. That works. Um, yes. It was hilarious. We were doing body jam, and one of the dances was more tribal. And it was this song with drums, and it was, it just had this African vibe to it. And we were getting ready to jam out and do the whole routine. And I was like, guys, I feel like an animal. What's your animal? <laughs> and I started pointing at people in the class, and I heard, lion, tiger, bear. And I point to this, this man. This old six-year-old man with a white beater, foggy glasses, <laughs> point at me, and he, and he says, pig. He's <laughs> like, what? He's like, okay, everyone, dance like your animal. And he gets so into it, and he's like. And he <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. The best, best moment. I wasn't embarrassed. Sorry, I don't get embarrassed. I do the most random, wild things, and we just laugh together. I can't. I, I don't that. know if I've been embarrassed. I do have nightmares about like my music never turning on or my mic giving me problems. Well, I don't know. I have nightmares about those things happening, but it's too. You should have asked me ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. Then it's not. Go through the archives. And see, that's so funny. Um, I wasn't embarrassed. I can I share two? Is that okay? Yeah, because one was super embarrassing, but I wasn't actually working out, and the other one I was working out, but I was I was I want to say like eight months pregnant with Lejay, <laughs> and I was. If you guys haven't been to a Gold's, um, at Gold's gym they have a stage for their instructors, right? So I was actually up on stage just going for it, doing the workout. And I met, I stepped off the stage and fell oh. off because oh. I didn't realize I was so close to the edge. And like everyone, because I was pregnant, obviously people were a lot more concerned for me. And I just popped right up and I was like, I'm okay. And then we all cheered and just laughed and went on with the workout. But it was like kind of one of those moments. Uh, should we laugh? Should we not? Like she's pregnant. She just fell off the stage. But that one, that was a, that was the moment for sure. But the real embarrassing, well, there's others, but one that was really embarrassing is I used to send out weekly emails to my driven people like, hey guys, good job this week. Here's a tip to get you through the weekend. Here's a workout you can do at home, blah, 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 right? And usually I would say something like, go get it or kick some ass or whatever, love Jen, right? Well, I don't know if my brain just like mixed up stuff but i actually wrote get some ass <laughs> this weekend hey hey get some ass. endorphins like, love and the funny the best part about it is guys i didn't even catch it like i didn't even know and the next week i had a couple people come up to me and they're like how about that email jen and i'm like what do you mean like um and they sh they brought it up and showed me and i was like oh no i can't believe i wrote that Go get some ass this weekend, guys. <laughs> That's good. I love good it. Good stuff. Endorphins. <laughs> Endorphins. There, yeah, you get yes. steal two birds with one stove. That's perfect. I love it. All right. And I'm still trying what? to think of when I was embarrassed. Like, 
I don't think you're capable of embarrassment. I love oh that you gosh. don't get embarrassed. That's awesome. All right. Huh. Um, so last big thing I like to do before I end, besides my ritual, which we'll do the ritual at the very end, but before that, I like to do a takeaway list. And so I like to come up with three big takeaways from this conversation that we want everybody, three wisdom nuggets that we want them to take and to internalize and to just, you know, use for good in their lives and use for happiness in their lives because the whole point is finding happiness. So each of us gets to think of one takeaway that mm. we want the listeners to walk away from listening with. One? One thing? Yep, we each get one. Oh, well, I in know, addition right? to everything that I said, if you're just starting out, remember to recover. Meaning, um, giving yourself a day if you're super sore, um, taking time to increase your flexibility with like a yoga class. Grabbing a foam roller and rolling your muscles out because what happens is people get so gung-ho with the gym and then they get super sore and they pull something or hurt a joint because their body seizes up and gets super duper tight. That's why people stop coming in February because they get hurt. And then they and then they go through the whole loop-de-loop -loop again and they gain more weight and it's just so sad. So if you're just starting out, take time to recover. Ask somebody who's stupid passionate about fitness about how how they recover and learn so that you can continue to build and grow and work up to being able to do the things that you want to do i think that's super yeah. that super good advice so it's like when i feel it's not very heartsy feely but like you know it's important you're just getting it's started important. like set yourself so up for success amen Yep, you don't want to burn out. When I did that Lay Mills body pump that I loved, I loved that class so much. But when I did it and I was going every morning, like 530 in the morning to cold gym doing this class, and then I hurt my neck because I probably wasn't doing all the other things, the stretching and all the other things I needed to do to, you know, be able to maintain it. And then it hurt my neck and I had to stop for a while. And then I just got out of the habit and it was a big loss because it was also something I loved in my life. Yep, my man. Okay, let's see. Um, I think the one that I'd like people to really walk away with is the why, to remember your why and to really sit down and think about it, you guys. And this this next part I'm gonna say comes from one of my favorite motivational speakers. His name's Ed Milet. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him or listened to him. His podcast is wonderful, he's wonderful. <laughs> but in his book, The Power of One More, um, he writes you know, about this why. And the more emotional the why, the more emotional it is to you, the more uh, possibility or potential that it's going to be successful for you guys. You know, um, so like if you're thinking like, why do I want to go to the gym? Oh, because I want to get stronger. Cool. But why? Okay. Deep. Keep asking yourself why until you get down to the root. Why? You know, okay. Well, heart disease runs in my family and my dad had a heart attack at age 40. This is my life. This is for real. <laughs> my life. Jen's life. My dad had a heart attack at age 40. And I don't want to do that. I don't want my kids to feel the way I felt when I was 10 years old watching my dad go through that. 
watching my mom take care of him, all those things, right? That emotional why is going to help you remember and it's going to drive your motivation even more. But remembering your why, you guys, will help and it'll help you keep the focus on you because it's your life. This is for you and in turn, it's going to help those around you that you love. If I take care of myself, I'm going to be a better mom. If I take care of myself, I can show up better in relationships. If I can take care of myself, then you can just show up better generally in your life. So um, remember your why, guys. Write it down. Take some time. Write it down. And every time you hit one of those roadblocks or the times you want to just give up and, you know, resort back to the old habits you're used to, you know, let that why drive your next choice. I love that. I think that's so important. I think that allowing yourself for time to recover, I think that's so important. Like the the more nitty gritty take care of yourself is so important. I think that knowing why you're doing it and really, you know, really, really getting deep with why, why, why do I want this? I think that's very, very important. I think that's so good as a takeaway. I think the takeaway that I'm going to go with is this little snippet from the Mayo Clinic that just keeps ringing in my brain is that it's meditation in motion. Like it stress relief, it's pain relief, it's endorphins to help you know, boost your mood. It's, there's so many good benefits to exercise besides it's just good for you. It, there's a lot of things that make it good for you. It can help you be a happier person. And I love the idea that it's meditation in motion. It can help you be present when you are exercising, when you are working your body and doing these things, and it can be doing something you love. It doesn't have to be running if you don't love running, but it can be dancing. I love dancing. But when you're doing that, when you're in the moment doing these things, that's what you're focused on. You're focused on how your body feels. You're focused on the moves. You're focused on your present and how amazing if any time that we can be present when our human nature and our society, everything pushes us to not be present, any chance we can get to be present is so important and so good. Meditation, emotion, it helps us to find happiness. It helps us to feel those happy feelings, even in hard times. Uh, Emily like survived off of it when she was in the dark, the dark place, you know, (laughs) metaphorically and literally in Indiana, she she exercise, you know, helped her survive. It helped her uh, get that happy to be present and get that happy. Even when, yeah, clarity, it's so important. Mm. So good. Mm -hmm. So many good things. Yep. Oh, Jordan, can I just throw on one more thing? As you do were, it. Is that okay? And, and yeah, do it. Kind of to go with your takeaway and the whole endorphin thing. But, you know, when we do get those endorphins, um, it can be such a catalyst to help you make better choices, to feel better throughout the day. It's kind of like a domino effect. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't just take care of that one area. It is going to bleed into the other areas of your life, like you've been talking about. And I think that's so important to know that it's not an isolated um, area. It's going to bleed. It's going to help you be in a better mood the rest of the day. You might choose better choices as far as food goes throughout the day, you know, because you have raised those endorphins and you're giving your body that. So anyways, just wanted to throw that in there. I love that. I love it. I love it. And that's, I think how it's anytime we make a choice in our life to bring happiness, anytime we take an action to bring happiness into our life, be it exercise or meditation or, you know, something for our mental health journaling or, Anything that's for us, anything that we make a choice that's for us to build our own happiness, I feel like anytime we do that, it does. It bleeds into everything else. It bleeds Mm -hmm. into it. And having that extra confidence, you might decide to 
make a podcast. You might decide to Very write true. a book. You might decide to, you know, it, it drives your passions. It drives your, it, it like cultivates more happiness. You know, you find a little happiness and it cultivates more happiness in your life. Yeah. Yes. I think Amen. it's, but we have to work for it. It doesn't just fall in our lap. We got to work for it. Right. Yeah. It doesn't right. challenge you. It doesn't change you. Yeah, right. that's right. Awesome. You guys are fantastic. I thank you so, so, so much for taking an hour out of your busy, busy, busy schedules to talk to me and to hopefully, so hopefully you, someone will listen to this and it will help them so much. That's always my goal. I hope somebody listens to this. I hope they share it with someone else who needs to hear this, these messages and it, it will help them. You know, I, biggest goal is that they will find happiness. Um, before I go, my ritual at the end of every podcast is to have you guys put your, Emily, I don't know if you're still driving. This might be dangerous. If you're not driving, <laughs> put your hands on your chest, feel the weight, and then repeat after me. I am loved. I am loved. I am I am enough. I am enough. Mm, just feel that. Mm, awesome. And you guys are Love loved. It. You are enough. Thank you so, so much for spending some time with me today. I appreciate you and you're awesome. Go keep going out and being the bad A B words that you are. I, I don't know if I should cuss or not because I don't want to get like censored or something. I have said badass on here before, so I don't know. I don't know what they censor for. Oh. Well, thanks for the opportunity, Jordan. You yes. are amazing too. Good on you for doing all this. It's awesome. Very inspiring. Thank you. Please give LaJay and Nyla big, big hugs from me and my I girls. Know. They'll be so excited. <laughs> all right. And Emily, thank you so much, my childhood friend, for joining me. I know. We were we were best buddies. I have the best memories. Good. Good. I only want people to have good memories. I only want to be kind. Yeah. You are. All right. See you guys. Have a great, great day. Okay. Thanks, Bye. Jordan. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.